Welcome to Heart Chats with Jessica, where we are having fun in Jesus. Join us today to hear an encouraging message to help you embrace your place and finish your race with joy and victory. And so those are just things that can do a disservice to the gospel. And we don't want to cause shame on the name of Christ. We don't want to cause any kind of, you know, um, mockery, make a mockery of those things or anything. Um, And so my advice to you is to just be careful when something is labeled a prophecy. Make sure you judge it. There's someone that I believe is a voice, especially on um, the gifts of the spirit, uh, faith and prophecy. Um, his name is Kenthy Hagen, and um, he's gone on to be with the Lord. Um, but thank God we have books and tapes or recordings. I dated myself calling them tapes. Um, recordings by him and all kinds of resources so that, you know, the truth that he ministered and preached and shared um, can continue to be shared with future generations. I had the privilege of sitting under him as a child um, in services, um, crusades and winter Bible seminar and camp meeting and all kinds of meetings. And I'm just so thankful for that, that as a child, I had that opportunity to sit under him and some of the, um, you know, the generals that have gone on to be with the Lord. Um, So it's very precious times in my life. But um, I went on to attend his Bible school. My dad is a graduate of his Bible school. And I even traveled in ministry with his son, Pastor Hagen. So I love this family. I love this ministry. I completely um, support and honor their voice in this time and in this season and in this generation. Um, They have such a voice. Um, especially in the the message of faith and and so forth. So that was my little um, advertisement <laughs> for Rama Bible Training College and Kenneth E. Hagen Ministries. Um, so anyway, there is a book by Kenneth E. Hagen called Seven Steps for Judging Prophecy. And a little backstory on this. Um, The past couple of years, I was really bothered by all the prophecies that I was seeing, um, you know, that um, this person was going to win re-election and that I couldn't, like, just accept it blindly like so many of my peers and even people I looked up to were. And it was really bothering me <laughs> that I couldn't because I'm a Holy Ghost girl. I love the move of the Spirit. I love the gift of prophecy and when God speaks encouragement to people and, and it lifts them up out of their despair. I love that. I love that God can use his vessels to, um, you know, to help warn people before something's too late, before they make a mistake that they can't recover from, um, you know, but most of the time it's something that is encouraging and uplifting and it helps helps us um you know have a little bit of a a pep in our step so to speak um as god like confirms something or you know when there's a a 
path before us and we're trying to choose between two paths and you know someone in someone speaks specifically to that instance and it helps bring that confirmation for us i love that i love that about god and and his word and the flow of the holy spirit so it was bothering me that i would hear prophecies and I couldn't accept it or I couldn't really just like get hooked up with it and excited about it. And I would talk with some people that I looked up to and even, um, you know, would lay in bed at night and talk with my husband about it. Like it's bothering me that I cannot just blindly accept this. Like I'm really struggling with this. Like, am I wrong? Like, have I missed it? Is there something you know, because I feel like, and I would share, you know, what I shared previously, just about um, prophecy and being careful with speaking things like that. And, you know, I never really got an answer to that. So I just put it on the back burner. Um, you know, I trusted my heart and I trusted his voice. Um, and I put it on the back burner like, okay, well, if God's going to give me an answer to this, you know, he'll, he'll do it at the right time. Um, but I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm not going to be focused on this. And the day after the events at the Capitol building, um, I woke up and as I was like, you know, kind of scrolling through um, Facebook and getting this word, the aftermath and stuff, I stumbled across this quote from this book, Seven Steps for Judging Prophecy. My dad Hagen and someone had posted the quote and as soon as I read it I got tears in my eyes because it confirmed what I had been struggling with for the past you know year or two with these prophecies that were floating out there and it's um, he says it's certain that genuine prophecies from God are not going to be used to predict who is going to win a horse race or a political race. We need to judge and rightly divide such so-called prophecy. And I think that is so important for us to make sure we are properly judging when something is given as a prophecy, to make sure we judge it according to the Word of God um, and, you know, see if it settles or if it doesn't, you know, praise God. Sometimes it won't, and that's okay. It doesn't mean you've backslidden or anything like that. It may just be you're being sensitive to something that some other people are overriding. And that's okay. Um, you know, there there have been times like that in my life. And, like, it bothered me that everyone around me was just gobbling this up. And I'm sitting there like, I just, I can't get excited about it. And I don't know why. And it's bothering me. And then later, I would find out why. And it's, you know, unfortunately, something negative was going on and something that wasn't of God was going on. And that was the reason I couldn't be excited about it, because in my heart, I knew something was off about it. Um, but you don't always, you don't share those things. And just like with this situation, I wasn't out there like, no, it's not God, you know, or anything like that. 
Um, because, you know, who's to say, maybe, maybe God was speaking, but the person mixed some things up. Or maybe they were speaking from God, but we interpreted it in a way it wasn't meant to be interpreted. That can happen too. Um, we can misinterpret things from God. And it happens all the time with his word, which is right there in plain view. People misinterpret scripture all the time. And the same is true with prophecy. The same is true, you know, when people speak, the same is true. I mean, you know, you'll watch a video clip of someone on the news or something and everyone's like, they said da 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 da. And then you go and watch the clip and you're like, that's not what they said at all. Like, you know, you completely misconstrued that. It happens. People misinterpret things. And that's why we have to be very sensitive to the voice of the Spirit. We also have to be very sensitive to our heart and trusting God and judging and weighing things and, you know, seeing if it lines up with Scripture or if it, um, you know, is something that maybe needs to be put on a back burner and just kind of let it sit there and see what happens. That said, <laughs> um, I want to move into talking about the aftermath and what we, the church, are to do with that. And so, um, you know, there's been a passage of scripture that has been on my heart um, for many, many months, I would say at least, uh, since last summer, it's just been a verse that, um, stirred in my heart and, um, I've just been meditating on and it's just so fitting for the season that we're in and it kind of helped bring some calm, um, to me because I recognized, okay, like, Hello, this is no surprise to God. He's not taken by surprise by what's going on in the world. He is completely, like he knew it was coming. He tried to prepare us for it. But, you know, maybe some of us just kind of missed it. Um, But this passage of scripture is just stirred in my heart. And um, it's just really been like my focus scripture for over half a year now, um, as I look back and, and when this kind of started stirring in my heart. And so I just want to kind of go over that with you guys today and to talk about how we handle the aftermath of everything that's going on in our world and in our country with the global pandemic, with the violence, with the civil unrest, with all that's happening in our country, with this um, tra transition of power and, and all these things that have people unsettled and, you know, agitated or um, depressed, distressed, all those things. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and will join us next week as we continue this series on the aftermath. Um, and as we continue to investigate and look at what does the aftermath mean for the church? What does this time mean for us as a body of believers? What are we called to do during this time? I'll give you a clue. We are not called to sit around depressed and distressed, but we are called to live victoriously, full of joy, full of the life of God, and to be touching our country, our world, and our generation with the truth and the hope 
it is in the gospel that nothing else on this world can compare. Thank you and join us next week. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Be sure to subscribe and check out more episodes for uplifting, timely words, as well as informative interviews with experts in various areas of life and ministry, all with the purpose to help you live a life you love with eternal hope.